post about it today. And we're live. <laughs> I got it. I stole it today. Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. We got some dynamite music this morning. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Gareth Emery. Turn it up. Got it as loud as I can go, bro. Well, I can turn my volume up. I can turn it to my volume. <laughs> this is, I like this kind of, uh, what do they call it? Electronic? Is this? EDM, electric dance music. Electric dance music. So uh, this guy could be. Um, you know, he could be like from 20 years ago. I have no idea. He's new to me. So, you know, <laughs> he's like Armin Van Buren. I found it. I said, to, oh, Jake's in the huddle, man. Morning, Jake. Good morning, I Jake. A, sir. I have a great picture of Jake in the first day of practice. Cheers, everybody. Good, good morning to a smell the coffee brewing. Mm -hmm. No Bama on the schedule for Florida. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> we got enough trouble. Morning so time. Get to see it. Discipline every day. How about a Tua showing up in a uh, in a different jersey? Yeah. I loved it. It's good to see football happening. It's just good to see people practicing and well, Tom Brady, when you see him actually working in a Tampa Bay uniform, was, uh, okay, it's about to get real, boys. Yep. Morning, Sean Blood across the pond. And Caitlin says that she likes my yellow jacket. There is a young lady with taste. Love it. Morning, Sean Coach Blood from Ireland. Good morning, Jeremy from Indiana on the road. People all over the state, all over the country, all over the world. So this song, that I, uh, this song that I was playing this morning, Gareth Emery, the name of the song is Welcome to Your Life. The passage, I just want to read this because I'm going to take this and put it on my computer screen. This is your new life. It's made by you. Welcome to your life. You'll feel brand new. This is your new life. What you're going to do. Welcome to your life. Have you thought this through? That's the chorus. And then the first line of the second uh, chorus is, they burned the boats. We're on our own, man. Let's go. God, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. So, Burn the boats, boys. Burn the boats. We're here. The We're in. There's no we, um, we have a fun day planned for a terrific Tuesday. A um, couple of things we missed yesterday. I just want to jump into them. On August 17th, 1982, the first compact disc was created, and I will give my book, a signed copy of my book, to somebody who tells me what artist was the first, made the first CD. I, this one blew my mind. I, I could not believe it. I'll give it to anybody who, who, who wants Mark. You got a shot at it? I don't. I don't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let everybody chime in on this. Hey, Money, I, thanks for joining us. I don't even know what year it means. That's got to Google it really fast, I'm sure. So It's got to be the late 80s. So 82, the fir first pop CD to be produced at the plant 
was by this group, Millie Vanilli. That's actually <laughs> not a bad guess. You know, I've, I've heard worse, man. That's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's great, man. Very, very nice. Anybody? I don't see anybody coming up with it. The group was ABBA. ABBA. There's a George Michael guess out there. Ashley Putnam. Uh, Putnam. That's actually a, a good guess. And Gottwald, a good guess. But I was going to say Michael Jackson, man. I was right Michael's a good uh, guess. So uh, I had posted a video uh, last week about Are You Okay? And a lot of people responded back to it with me. Thanks for asking, which was super cool response. Uh, David Dorman with ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. Your timing is great. Um, so anyway, um, Wade Heiner, who is in the huddle, one of the original members of the huddle when we when we blasted it live, Megan Riley in the house. Um, See you later, he, he came back to me and he said, hey, guys, you guys are doing some really awesome stuff. Would you mind sharing the story about what's happening in Iowa? Hundreds of thousands in Iowa remain without power after a rare storm called the Dureco. Shay, yeah. do you know what a Dureco is? Uh, it turned out to be similar to like a Category 3 hurricane or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 2 or 3, I think, is exactly what it was. It like leveled all the, all the cornfields, like just broke them. So uh, devastation, uh, the storm system uh, is particularly damaging and severe kind of windstorm that can cause hurricane winds, tornadoes, heavy rains. So they're really, really experiencing a problem. I am doing some research with some people that I know about what we can do to help those people out. There's got to be some kind of fund. There's got to be something. But here's another trivia fact is that Ashton Kusher is from Iowa and is leading the pack on uh, trying to do the right thing there. So uh, good morning, Miss Esposito. Welcome to the uh, the huddle. Um, more keeping in uh, in what's happening in the world. Today, the Heat start the playoff run of uh, 4 o'clock today against the Indiana Pacers. And here's how we can spin that story into an entrepreneurial story. Jimmy Butler, so you know everybody's in a, bu in a bubble. Jimmy Butler is charging $20 for a cup of coffee out of his room. He set up a major French press there. Um, and apparently coffee is not uh, at, you know, uh, good coffee is hard to find there. So he's charging $20. Now here's where the, the crazy thing is, it's just absolutely nuts. He's charging 20 for a small and 20 for a large. <laughs> his quote is great. He says, you can't get coffee nowhere here. He goes, so I might bump it up to 30 bucks a cup. People here can afford it. So he understands the market that he's dealing with. He understands who his customers are, and he's providing a, a, a piece of value for them. So that's awesome. Can you imagine? I mean, he's like, hey, man, they can afford it. Who cares? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I cannot the hustle. I cannot not. I love that. Gotta, gotta love it. Um, Wade Heiner is in the huddle this morning. That's a gentleman I told you about, a home builder in Iowa. Um, please, everybody in here, reach out to him to see what you can do. Share it with your audience. Um, I am definitely researching Carrie Stamp, who's a friend of ours. I did not know he was from Iowa, but I'm reaching out to anybody I know from Iowa to see if we can send goods, if we can send money. But, uh, you know, we're used to hurricanes. We're used to people helping us out. We got to do the other thing. So uh, moving on um, in the um, and Shay, you, you'll probably love this one because you are the baseball guy. Um, baseball's playing with no fans, 
But the smart people, and this is a really good lesson for us, that you got to pivot, you got to think new thoughts about how to market. Uh, Mark, do you have this story in front of you? Do you want to share it? Absolutely. Yes. So uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates actually sent a ball to Robbie Inkmikoski. Um, so he bought his seat or, you know, he had his cut out there. Foul ball lands in it. And they send a note that says, wish you could have been here in person to make the catch yourself. Hopefully we'll see you back in your seat at PNC Park in 2021. But until then, enjoy this memento from the 2020 season. So sending him the baseball that landed in his spot, unbelievable touch, unbelievable creating an emotion, creating a tie, and, and making sure that you're going to get them back the following season. Awesome job by the marketing department. Next to um, the, the Microsoft fans at courtside in basketball, that's the second best execution I've seen so far. Kudos to the Pirates for – you know, moving the moving the needle, if you will, and doing well, and a lot of a lot of teams are using the foul balls because they use hundreds of balls in every game, especially now with COVID. Like they're just they're throwing them out, and they're I don't know if they're selling them, but a lot of things it's like a give back to season ticket holders and things like that. Not just in the seat, but people can get them. It's awesome. Yeah, listen, man, touchy feely, make it work. It's pushing all the boundaries, so I love it. Speaking of pushing the boundaries, I shared with you last week when we were talking about all this food stuff that KFC had come out with a crock uh, that actually smelled like KFC chicken. Well, wouldn't you know, they sold out <laughs> immediately. 30 minutes, 30, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. 30 minutes it sold out. And now if you want to buy a pair, you can go to eBay and buy a pair for $500. So, we so not I want to meet the person that is spending $500 to smell like Kentucky Fried Chicken, it blows my mind. But again, keeping on this theme of you got to come up with new tactics, new things that are going to make things happen. Um, the campaign tactics that this team came up with for the KFC campaign, they spoke specifically about one thing, social listening. And while all of us are here in social media this morning and then we go out, we're all talking about what we push out there one of the most important things you can do is actually listen to what other people are saying on social media. I spent two hours Sunday morning listening to what other people saying, commenting on their stuff and wound up generating a half a dozen or a dozen new coffee visits. So taking the time and the energy to slow down and listen, really, really key. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, when you actually go through how they did it, they threw some stuff out there on their social media, listened to the comments and waited for there actually to be an interaction between brands and then saw it, saw the opportunity. And so in the in the you know, in the in the vein of we have to own our mistakes, I knocked that idea and obviously I was wrong on that one because well, now you skyrocketed immediately speaking. That one stunned me. Absolutely. Uh uh, Michelle says, uh, takes finger licking good to a whole new level. That's, there you go. Oh, oh boy. Exactly right. So <laughs> keep it on the LinkedIn theme, Mark, I want you to share a LinkedIn story because one of the things I want people to get about LinkedIn, about social media in general, about all of these kind of uh, things that we're doing is that they're interactive. They're two-way. They're not only one way. Uh, they're different than billboards and TV commercials. Yet we still have people using LinkedIn in a way 
like it's a mass touch. So Mark, why don't you share a LinkedIn story? So I think in the, in the world of marketing and automation and automated sales, obviously I don't agree with automated sales for any kind of touch, but in the LinkedIn world, people have been able to use mass inboxing tools. It's a mass email, it's a drip campaign, where you're able to pull out a search tool, right? A specific term, whether it be coach, whether it be advisor, whatever it is, and they're able to mass inbox people with an invite to connect saying, hey, I'm just looking to connect with like-minded individuals, looking forward to connecting, something like that. It looks like a message. And in true fashion, I respond back, you know, well, what would make you think that I'm a like-minded individual? You know, because I want to start the conversation. I want to get to the bottom of it. And his response back to me is classic. To be honest with you, I have an automatic drip campaign going that's pulling out anybody who has coach in their title. It pulled out football coach. So we might not be a fit, but da 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 So just so that everybody's aware, like there's no stuff for the personal interaction there's no easy way there's a lot of good to automation there's a lot of good to automation automating process and figuring out how to move people through a pipeline is great but there's absolutely no substitute for manually reaching out to people to have conversations and doing it with a personal touch there's no shortcut everybody's looking for one and there's just not one it's uh, fascinating to me. The new one now, the new response I get is, you came up as a suggested recommendation. Are you okay connecting? You know, right. and I'm like, why? Did you do any homework? Right. <laughs> Did you do any homework? Oh, you want to talk to me about your pot? You know, uh, me creating a podcast for me? Oh, by the way, I do two podcasts. Right. <laughs> like, seriously. Yep. So um, awesome stuff. Lots of updates. Crazy good stuff happening in the world. If you look for it, you got to do the work to do that. I want to have a value conversation. And this was a story that I had found years and years ago. And I dug it up for this because a couple of months ago, Mark created an acronym for the word value, which we'll talk today. And now more than ever, I think people need to define based on the song, you know, welcome to your life, man. What, what are you providing? What value are you giving to the world? So indulge me with this story. Father said to his daughter, you graduated with honors. Here's a, a car I acquired years ago. It's several years old, but before you give it, I give it to you, take it to a lot downtown to try and sell it and see how much they offer to you. Daughter went to the used car lot, returned to her father and said, they offered me $1,000 because it looks very worn out. The father said, "Take now take him to the pawn shop. Take The daughter went to the pawn shop, returned and said the pawn shop offered her $100 because it was a very, very old car. The father asked the daughter to go to one more place called the car club and show them the car. The daughter took the car in the club. Uh, the, um, uh, the daughter took the car to the club, returned and told her father, some people in the club offered me $100,000 since it's a Nissan Skyline R34, yada, yada, yada. The father said the moral of the story is that the right place values you the right way. If you are not valued, do not be angry. It means you're in the wrong place. Those who know your value are those who appreciate you. Never stay in a place where no one sees your value. That was one of the greatest lessons that I taught my salespeople years ago because I did not want to be the cheapest. I would tell people right up front that, hey, listen, let's just get this out of the way. If you're looking for the cheapest, I'm not the right guy. 
Yep. And it was like, you know, you know, my rookie salespeople would look at me and like, wow, you really told them that right up front? I want to get it out of the way. There are some people that are only going to buy based on price. I don't do that. That's not a place for me to be. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to tell people what my value proposition is. I'm going to say that if you want it, you got to pay for it. And I'm going to stick to it. Go with it, Mr. Mark. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think the the other piece of that is understanding your own value. Like you have to ask yourself the question, which goes back to the takeover Thursday last week. What value do I bring? What is my value? And if I don't if I don't feel that I'm valued in that place, then that brings you to the next conversation of understanding that if they don't appreciate your value, you've got to find some place that does. But in speaking of value, probably the most valuable people in the world are the women in the world. And I would, and I want to, you know, oh, shout you kiss up. You are such a kiss <laughs> up. I want to shout out to them because a hundred years ago today, women got the right to vote with the passing of the 19th amendment. So, years, so with today being voting day down here in South Florida, go out and make sure that you vote. Shout out to the tremendous strong women in my life. Obviously I have to shout out Gabby immediately. My mom, you know, your mom was a super strong woman. Grandma was unbelievable. I've been blessed to be around a lot of really, really strong women. We have them in this group every single morning. We appreciate you guys that join us all the way from CEO strong women to just great sales professional women that join us. So uh, shout out to you guys and the value that you bring. Shout out to Megan. I'm going to have Megan on the, uh, the DMGB conversation today, who her podcast focuses on moms reverse engineering parenting. So, uh, you know, when we talk about value and the acronym that we had brought up about it, vulnerability, authenticity, level-headed, upfront, empathy, you know, those core values. And I started watching a video this morning from Simon Sinek, who he starts the conversation. This is great. He goes, I'm embarrassed that I have a job. He goes, I talk about trust, I talk about empathy. I talk about basic fundamentals to communication within the workplace and people need me. And that's embarrassing. So super, super cool for him to kind of present it that way. I mean, the guy has a ton of swag and really knows how to present. You know, but, I'm super glad that you took it in that direction because I think, you know, going back to what I said in the video, oh, we're all in the same boat. That is the biggest crock of shit ever, crock. Had to throw that in there. But, you know, the reality is people who are, you know, mothers who are taking care of kids that are going to school and home learning. And we've had this conversation over and over with Lori Salarillo, with Kim Swears, with um, Christy Ruiz. You know, um, th there is a different set of circumstances that they have to deal with. I can tell you that my life changed when I got a really strong woman in my life. Michelle said, hey, I'm not going to put up with your bullshit. And I loved it. You know, so if you guys know me as you know me. Um, you didn't know me before. You probably wouldn't have liked me before. <laughs> you know, Michelle, you know, made me realize that, you know, you need to understand your own value. You do not have to be the life of the party, you know, right at the head of it. You know, you need to understand who you are and what you are. So, you know, really well said. Shay is joining us on on uh, Terrific Tuesday, Tip Tuesday. Shay, I know it's hard to get a word in edgewise with. Yeah. <laughs> Just roll, baby, roll. I don't talk much anyway, so it's okay. But give us a tip, man. What do, you, what do you got to say about about value? What do you got to say about what? What's your uh, so, yeah? So I told you I had a tidbit, and I do. Um, 
so back when you know first started you you know you said find a way to find that provide value and so what i did is i learned photoshop to be able to help create because i was just working for you doing the day-to-day all that did that um but the biggest thing is you know even though it's not in your job description find a skill that you can provide value outside of that boom you know what i gotta tell you hey, something. With the mic drop let's go that was unrehearsed and one of the greatest greatest summations of value every single person you know that i've hired in my career um, and when I work for people, I understood that if you produced value every day, you will never, ever want for a job, ever. Nobody gets rid of people who don't produce, who, who produce value. And so, Shay, I am really, really appreciative of the fact that you did that. You made yourself invaluable to me, you know, as we were figuring it out along the way. And now look at you, you're doing podcasts with us and it's... Uh, you know, Shea Money, everybody that interacts with you loves what you do, how you do it, your demeanor. And I am super grateful to have you on the team and know you're not getting more money. <laughs> <laughs> we already value you perfectly. <laughs> um, so we're at a, at a good point here. We, we brought on Tuesday. Um, Shay, last parting words? No, just continue building value every day, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else or your organization you work for, just keep building. That, that's that's the thing that I want to go out with is make sure that you're delivering the value. Know your value and deliver value. Go into every interaction, every conversation, every social media post, and make sure that you are delivering value to anybody and everybody that you interact with because that's the real key to success. So um, I think you know you never know where these – conversations are going to go today was better than even expected. But I will close it with this is that if you could imagine that everybody is standing in a room looking at you on your judgment day, what are they saying? What are, what are they saying that you provided to them? How'd you make them feel? What did you, what were you able to do for them? That's the real mic drop. And so thank you all um, for, for joining us. Thank you for, you know, sharing our journey and go out and make somebody's day. See you guys. Stay connect with Wade Heiner. Deliver value there. Iowa needs help. Please connect with Wade. I'm going to do whatever I can. I know on the ball is going to do whatever I can. I'm reaching out. I'm in LinkedIn. I'm going after everybody I know from Iowa and I'm calling them today and saying, or reaching out and saying, what can I do? So uh, boom. <laughs>